This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm sex expert Dr. Kat, and this week I'm so excited to have on our show Rosie Reese of Nude Yoga for Women and Yoni Pleasure Palace to talk to us about getting naked, vulnerable, and embodied using yoga and rituals for stepping into your pleasure power. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Kat. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, babe, you have the sexiest accent. I'm sure you get that (laughs) heard all the time. That's so funny because when I listen to myself, I kind of cringe a little. It's I, I sound really Aussie when I listen to myself on podcasts. Well, for all of us who are here in the US, we think it's super sexy. And I'm sure many men and women are getting very wet and turned on right now. Oh, I'm complimented. Thank you. <laughs> so Rosie is joining us from over the pond over in Australia. And I've been following for her for a while and um, on Instagram is where I found you and I was just blown away with what you have oh thank you beautiful you've probably seen me naked a couple of times I'd imagine (laughs) I think that's why I stayed Rosie really talks about getting embodied and getting down into the senses and really reclaiming the body. And I actually this weekend had a moment where I sometimes, and maybe you can resonate with this, but I'm building a queendom right now. So I'm, I'm, you know, like, go, go, go and making all these things happen. And sometimes getting so caught up in that space that it's like, oh, wait, my body. (laughs) I need to get back here. And I make it a regular practice to be that way. But um, over the last few days, I've been sick. So I found myself not trying to be in my body, but but being in that weird altered state where you're like, oh, I'm not feeling very good. So I went to an ecstatic dance event on Saturday and just danced, even though I felt a little ickly off. And at the end of the three hours of just moving however I wanted to move, I just was melty on the floor. And I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, I am back. Mm, Absolutely. And I think we I've been building my queendom or I call it my empire Mm -hmm. um, for the past three to four years. And I went through periods of just working. I I pretty much stepped out of my corporate job where I was working, um, you know, super long hours, really high stress, really full on, um, where I was in my masculine and then I stepped into work, you know, creating my own business and pretty much stepped into my masculine doing that as well. And I realized after a couple of years of doing that, and even though I needed to do that to get to where I am today, mm-hmm. it burnt me out. 
Yeah. Big time. And it wasn't until I couldn't, I couldn't even use my hands cap. My hands became from all the typing and, you know, um, creating content and just output. Mm -hmm. My hands shut down. I pretty much got RSI and I had to just stop everything and just be and come back into my body and rest. Mm. And then I realized, okay, shit, I need to balance. I need to actually um, get, you know, come into my feminine and run my business from that space. Wow. I love that. And what does that mean to be, I know what if, what it means for me, but what does it mean for you to be in your feminine space and working from that space? Well, it's, for me, it's a bit of balance. So for example, yesterday I had such a busy day, um, just doing, 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 but I would break it up. So for example, I'd go for a walk for about Mm -hmm. an hour and just, you know, walk. And I went to a yin yoga class last night Mm. to really relax my nervous system. So that was an hour and a half and I had the most beautiful night's sleep. Mm. Um, it's just really, uh, taking pockets of time where you go, okay, I'm going to actually consciously step back into my feminine right now. I read a book. So I've dedicated Mm -hmm. myself to reading one chapter a day of whatever book. So I have a tendency of picking up a book and then, getting a little bit bored and then changing to another book. Oh my so God, my me news, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, you know, I don't really believe in news resolutions, but my big thing was I'm going to finish a book. I'm actually going to finish it to the end and not change and swap to another one. I love so it. That's, yeah, that's my feminine is actually reading, stopping and, and reading. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. And I, it, it, I hear so much permission in that, in all these things that you add to your work day, because it's like trying to force ourselves to do and be in this mindset of, of, I don't know, analyzing or, or business or writing when we're not really there. There's, it's like saying, oh no, it's okay to go. Uh, for me, one of my things is that um, since some days I work from home, I just go up, I, I get the little sexual inkling in my body and then I'm like, oh, I can't write anymore right now. So I go upstairs and I get my yummy egg and I'll, I'll take like 30 minutes of just self-pleasure for a while. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's another one that I do actually. It's yeah. like, okay, take myself, swoop myself off to my bedroom turn the light off and put some, you know, diffuse some oils and get my crystal wand or my um, yoni egg out and just have some time yes. to myself. Oh, love it. I love it. And I'm really excited about to talk more about yoni eggs and about the yoga practices that you're doing. And I want to take a moment and just really thank all of my lovers out there, all the, it sounded like I, <laughs> lovers is in, <laughs> I know. Like, wow, you're busy, well, I have been. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to thank all of my listeners who are out there because this is the reason that I do this show. This is the reason I I bring in these guests because I thank you so much, all of you, to tuning in and spreading the word, leaving the reviews, um, trying out some of the suggestions that we recommend. I'm getting really amazing feedback from all of you. And my goal is to help you eat, play, and sex better. So you can improve your sex life, which will improve every single aspect of your life. And I know Rosie knows what I'm talking about because she talks about sexuality and and how it permeates through other aspects of who you are and your life. 
So if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with us, and grab these sexy guides to boost your confidence, vitality, and sex life. So thank you again so much, Rosie, for being here. I introduced our audience to that you were the founder of Women's Nude Yoga. Where did this idea even come from? Where did this birth from? You know, I think it was swimming around in my subconscious since I was a little girl. Um, I've always been very comfortable with my naked body. Um, I can actually remember, however, when I was about five or six years old and I'd have a shower and then I remember running outside to dry off. So rather than using a towel, I would just run outside naked and run around in circles until my body was dry. I bet you were so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, she was pretty cute. And um, my mom, I remember my mom coming out and saying, Rosie, put some clothes on. We don't want anyone to see you. And there was this instant shaming of a little girl being naked. And and maybe I can understand now why my mom would have done that um, to protect me. But you know, at the time it's like, okay, you make a decision when you're that age. Okay. It's not safe. It's not okay to be naked. There's something shameful about being naked, but it, I mean, it didn't stop me. Um, my father then moved to Tokyo in Japan for about five years. So when I was a teenager, we used to go over there and visit him and on our ski holidays, I don't know if you've been to Japan, but they have these beautiful, spas I guess you can call it called onsens and they're Mm. natural hot springs where you go and you soak in them and you sit in them after a big day of skiing or snowboarding Mm. but the rule is that you have to be naked and so from it you know as a teenage girl 15 to I think I was about 20 I was there um yeah I, I got really comfortable with being naked around you know, strangers, family, it just, initially it was a bit uncomfortable, but the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt. And so, um, what happened? So I went over to India when I was about 26, um, after I quit my corporate job and I became a yoga teacher and I just loved it. And I found Kundalini yoga and I just Mm. loved it. And then after a few years of teaching, I, I remember I moved over to Perth, which is this coastal um, city on the far west side of Australia. And after going to the beach, I would come home, roll out my yoga mat in my backyard, and I just had this feeling, this inkling to just take off my bikini and do my yoga practice butt naked. Oh, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it felt so liberating. It felt so right. But I was quite shocked to see, because I hadn't been naked very much previously to that before I was, you know, to uh, when I was 20. So between the ages of 20 to 27, I hadn't been naked in, in a public place at all, basically. Um, and so I got naked and I started doing my yoga practice and I realized how many insecurities I had and how I judged my body and I was so critical of myself. Mm. And so I just kept doing the practice every day. I'd come outside and strip down and, and do my practice and it got easier and it got better and I started to see myself more and love myself more and accept all these little imperfections and flaws and I would start to love them. And then one day when I was out there, I had this deep meditation after doing a practice and I had this message, this crystal clear message come through saying, Rosie, you need to teach this for women in a group environment because if you're getting this impact, you know, personally imagine what you can share with women 
you know, in a group space. And so I did. I I went and launched a a class and it sold out. I had a waiting list and I thought, oh my God. I honestly thought no one would turn up. I thought the world is not ready for this. I am crazy. My parents thought I was crazy. Everyone thought I was crazy. Of course. (laughs) Um, But no, it's now I've been teaching it for three years and I tour around the world and, um, yeah, women just get so much out of it. Yes. And I think, you know, this, it's, it's this deprogramming that we have to do of all these messages we get in society or, like you said, from your mom. A lot of these were instilled in us from pretty young where we don't have these filters. <laughs> we just do because something feels good and we follow it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I hear in, in how you consistently stepped out of your clothes, literally, and practiced on your mat that it it's slowly went away or it changed. Mm. Oh, it did. Yeah. And then now I don't teach yoga clothed, <laughs> basically, <laughs> ever. Not um, going when back. I go to a- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because once, honestly, once you do start to do naked yoga, you you really get something out of that liberation and that freedom and there's no restriction. And something else I realized when I started to practice naked is the level of presence. It's almost like you're just stripped bare and you know, physically and emotionally. And there's like this deep, deep presence that comes that you don't necessarily get so much when you are clothed. I know that sounds bizarre, but it's definitely worth trying yourself, roll your yoga mat out in your your lounge room or your bedroom and, and see for yourself. It's amazing. I have done it. I have done, I do bed yoga. So sometimes I'll do yen practices. For, and for those of you lovers who don't know what yen practice is, it's a very passive, deep connective tissue um, type of uh, yoga where you go into the pose and you stay there for, for five to seven minutes and just really sink into the fascia. And so I'll do that naked <laughs> after, especially after a bath, like a hot bath or shower. It feels so yummy. Mm, but I, I can completely, you know, there's just something in being nude around other humans too that I can imagine is really yeah. powerful. Yeah, and that for women in particular, it's that essence of being seen. You know, mm. we all seem to have this innate fear of actually being seen, being witnessed, and so you know, my workshops, um, we I structure them so they're in a the women are in a circle. Mm-hmm. I try to at least if the if the space can cater for that, yeah. because then we're all looking around at each other. It can it can be a little bit confronting for women at the start, but it is candle lit and it is really yeah like it's very dim lit, um, and it's just beautiful to look around this circle of women and see all shapes, colors, sizes, ages, and see the beauty within every single woman and then you when you see that when you start to witness that in another woman naturally and organically you start to see and feel that within yourself oh wow and and there's got to be some sort of form of permission here to see other women allowing themselves to show up in that way that we take that on like these permission slips (laughs) yeah we just keep handing them out to each other (laughs) (laughs) I love that word permission yeah it does it gives the women permission to love honor accept and embrace their body just the way it is you know sometimes I get women come to my classes and they've 
waxed their pussies, they've shaved their legs, they've even got a spray tan, they've got a face full of makeup. You know, they really want to look good. And I really just, I want women to come completely raw, Mm. natural. It's not a show-off fest at all. It's really just about being, so we have this thing that we think we need to be changed or fixed because we have this beauty industry breathing down our neck constantly telling us you need to be different, you need to be skinnier, better, more intelligent, more successful. Mm. And so we're constantly feeling like we need to improve ourselves. And so what I really drive home in the workshop is there is nothing to be improved upon, upon right now. Just be you, just be yourself in this physical temple because the more a woman can accept herself uh, as she is, and even if she's like really overweight or really unhealthy, just by having this experience of I love myself right now, she's going to make healthier decisions Mm. for herself down the track. Mm. And she's going to, the more we love ourselves just as we are, we feel that that deep level of self-acceptance, you know, that can, we can make a lot better decisions for ourselves on that space. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And I, and I see how being able to do that also increases our pleasure potential, like our ability to tap into and hold more pleasure. And you're all about pleasure. You got a, you got a pleasure (laughs) palace. (laughs) Just for the Yoni. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so I, there's one or two things that women say consistently they feel and experience after a new yoga session. And they're three, three and a half hour workshops. So they're, they're not just coming, get naked, do some yoga and leave. They're uh-huh. really quite immersive experiences. And women message me afterwards or email me and say, I had the best sex of my life or the best mm. self-pleasure session of my life after that workshop. And it's because the women feel free and they feel lighter and liberated and they're not holding on to all this insecurity about their body anymore they're like they just again a permission slip to freaking love and own your body have sex with the lights on go a bit wild honestly it just it, it just gives them so much um more more sensation sensitivity yeah Yes, sensitivity, space, uh, that that wildness. Yes, I totally feel it. And that sensitivity is such a, a biologically, uh, when we relax, which comes with surrender, our sensory receptors open. So we become more sensitive the more we can surrender, the more we can relax. And I know that you teach, so I, I can imagine with yoga, you know, that's such a powerful tool to be able to do that as well. And then you also teach a lot of women using um, it with different rituals uh, of for pleasure. Can mm. you speak on some of what you do there? What some of those Absolutely. might be? Yeah. So about the same time that I created Nude Yoga, I um, also went to this incredible workshop in Bali, um, which was on the JDEC. And mm. I had never heard of such a practice before. I never had such an incredible experience where I connected with my yoni, my vagina, in a really sacred, almost non-sexual way, like a really intimate but not necessarily sexual way. Mm. And so when I came back home, I started to share the practice with everyone I knew because 
I got so much out of it, like just this little crystal egg wearing it inside me and I just had huge breakthroughs. So I wore it every day for about two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was able, my partner was able to give me a um, G-spot orgasm. I could have, I had so much more sensitivity. It just Mm -hmm. awoken so much uh, more sensitivity and nerve endings and pleasure that I didn't even know I had because I could only ever have clitoral orgasms. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily just about the orgasm. Although that's what I experienced, um, it, it's just a beautiful ritual to connect into your, you know, your deep feminine essence. And I think a lot of women are disconnected from the belly button down. Some women, even from the, you know, the collarbones down, they're just not connected to their body. They just really, um, all their uh, emphasis and their work and and every all their energy is in their mind and their brain mm-hmm. and their, their intellect and so the yoni egg brings it down it really grounds it into their yoni their womb space which is the the seat i guess of their femininity and when we plugged into that power we can where well, we are so much more radiant and juicy and alive and magnetic and I wore I wore these beautiful moonstone yesterday. For, you have a moonstone one? Yes, we just got them in oh my this God. week. <laughs> I'm nerding <sighs> I'm nerding out over on this end. I don't nobody can see my face right now, but <laughs> my eyes are giant. <laughs> oh my god, they're beautiful. And I couldn't I just needed to to have this one for myself and I wore it and I was I was blown away with how I felt when I used it and all the crystals that we sell on the only pleasure palace are all, you know, all, they all do essentially the same thing on a physical level, but all the crystals have different properties obviously for um, different things. But the moonstone, wow, it, it's, it just made me feel so much more softer than I've felt in a long time. Now I know that Yoni eggs have multiple, it's a, it's a Tantra practice and it has multiple uses for it. So increasing our sensitivity and attention down into our yoni, which so glad you you bring that up. You're you're right. Many of us are so disconnected with her down there, mm. um, and and yet it also helps with with strengthening the muscles. Can you talk to our lovers about that? Yeah. So, and I just want to really. Um, emphasize that it's it is about strengthening and toning but it's also about relaxing and softening Mm -hmm. so um you know some women don't actually need a stronger vagina they might be actually quite tight and and uh, sex can be quite painful Mm -hmm. but even for these women uh, the yoni egg you have to really relax your vagina to to insert the yoni egg in and you actually have to really soften it to remove the egg or you know birth the egg or pull it out with the string so it is about really um, strengthening and toning definitely because if you think about it you wouldn't go to the gym and not lift a dumbbell to strengthen your bicep the same goes for our vagina and you know we don't exactly have gravity on our sides so you know as we age our boobs sag our cheeks sag our yoni sags as well you know the the uterus the womb can actually really drop especially if you've had children that kind of um that downwards movement can happen over time. So mm-hmm. it is a 5,000-year practice, and the women in China knew a thing or two about 
what to do to reverse the effects of aging. <laughs> and they would use this beautiful jade egg. Um, so I saw all different kinds of crystals, but they would use specifically the jade just because it's so healing and so dense and there's virtually no imperfections with jade at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would use this egg to pretty much just – almost give the yoni a facelift it would lift it all up and when they they said that when they were connected and and had a really strong toned vagina they looked younger Mm. and they had yeah so much more elasticity in their skin um and obviously elasticity with their vagina so they could really um squeeze the king's penis basically so it was the queen Mm. and her concubines that would (laughs) use it and um so, yes, so many benefits. I mean, for some women, they find that they'll, if they use it um, for about a month, they'll, they'll notice that their periods will come back if they've lost their period after coming off the pill. Um, or if they have really heavy periods, it'll be much lighter. Um, for me, my PMS symptoms are virtually gone. Mm. I still get, you know, quite sore breaths every now and again, but my moods have stabilized. Oh, amazing. I can have, isn't it? I know. Um, I can have vaginal orgasms. My sex drive is or my libido is much higher than usual. Um, some women say they can conceive after using the egg. It helps with fertility. Mm-hmm. I know so for, much. Yeah, so much. I know for myself, I used it to help me uh, heal from trauma. <clears throat> And what it did with that was, it, as you were describing, you know, it's it's relaxing the muscles to invite the yoni again, and so it was a lot of reconditioning my yoni to to receive, to receive anything, and a very permission based. So nothing could enter until she decided that it was time for the for the egg to enter and that for me was a very powerful and and very just as consciously removing it relaxing and allowing her to expel it instead of me yanking her out which is all <laughs> very traumatic for her like she's like <laughs> i want to talk well, to you exactly and you know i've been, and i had a woman who was sexually assaulted come in and, and um buy a yoni egg from me and i said to her whatever you do do not push that yoni egg in. I want you to wait. I want you to rest the yoni egg at the entrance of your yoni and wait for that, for your vagina to take it in, like sipping her in. Mm -hmm. And she, she said she waited a half an hour and she got so impatient. But after that 30 minutes, the um, yoni actually invited the egg in. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Because we've had tampons, we've had cocks Mm -hmm. and dildos, vibrators, just often just shoved inside without that consensual yes Mm -hmm. from our body. And it's a subtle yet powerful yes. Yeah. And and in this world where we're rushing around and we're just trying to make things instantly happen, we're in the age of Amazon Prime where we click a button and something, you know, comes to us. But here it's it's, it's slowing ourselves back down. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And when, so when a woman is practicing, and I, I'm using women right now, um, the, you know, self-pleasure is such a practice and it doesn't have to necessarily be just, just, you know, masturbating and then getting over and then moving on. But you're describing, you know, using yoni eggs or, or um, I don't know, maybe there's, there's, a lot of women who don't know how to self-pleasure or Mm. what that means. Is it just genital 
uh, stimulation or is it, you know, what, what could you give those women? Mm. I think that, well, coming from my own experience, when I was um, younger, my self-pleasure practice, I couldn't go, you can't call it self-pleasure. It was like more masturbation, definitely. I had vibrators and sometimes I'd even watch porn and I would just go, go, go until I had that orgasm and maybe I'd have another one um, and another one. And it was very goal focused. And I actually felt a little bit dirty afterwards, um, even though I had that incredible, you know, explosive orgasm. I just kind of felt a bit icky afterwards. Like, what have Mm. I just done? You know, that didn't feel very nourishing. Um, And so when I discovered the jade egg practice, it was just a really natural um, thing for me to go, I actually want to use a crystal wand um, Mm. inside me because I've been using vibrators since I was 19, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was uh, as soon as I started using the egg, I um, ordered in some crystal wands and it was just go time from there. And now my shop has expanded tremendously into more of the the dildos side of things because I love and I think a lot of women just – put a vibrator on the clit and just buzz away until they get that short, sharp clitoral orgasm. And that's great. And I don't want to shame women for that because mm-hmm. it's nice to have that every now and again. Right. That's totally fine. But they have to, women have to know that there's actually so much pleasure accessible inside the yoni. And using something with such a high vibration like a crystal particularly rose quartz, um, crystal pleasure wand can just unlock so much, um, pleasure. Mm. I think that's the only word I can say right now. And, um, it might not be that, you know, short, sharp orgasm that you're used to, but, and you can still touch your clitoris while you use the crystal pleasure wand, but it's more of an all encompassing, um, experience. And I like to really infuse an intention or an affirmation. So as when I insert the wand, I'm breathing in maybe love, self-love. And when I'm pulling the wand out and exhaling, I might be, you know, exhaling peace or forgiveness or whatever it is. Um, you can, and you can really like touch your whole body rather than just isolating the clitoris. A self-pleasure practice, in my opinion, is like massaging the breasts and mm. and really moving the body on your on your bed or wherever you are in your nest. Having some music, like it's a sensual, a full five senses experience. Mm-hmm. Burn some incense and actually make it like you're making love to yourself. And you can still climax, but try to incorporate the whole body as a sensory um, orgasmic organ if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it it helps to spread the sexual energy through the body rather than just keeping it general, you know, localized to the genitals. Yeah, absolutely. And when you have orgasmed, it is really nice to visualize that and visualize and as you breathe, imagine that energy from the vagina really expanding through your entire body, your legs, your arms, your heart, your toes, your fingers, and just imagining that spreading. And then you're just like this beaming light. (laughs) When you leave your bedroom, you're like, woo! Rosie, I think we just upgraded some women's sexual self-pleasure practice. (laughs) And you know, absolutely, I hope so. And you know, it's, 
and giving permission because I live with another woman and before I lived with her I had this other incredible woman living with me who does a lot of sound healing Mm. and she said to me when she moved in she's like are you okay if I make a lot of sound during my self-pleasure practice and I was like sure like I think that's a great idea and so I didn't realize but it it was wild so (laughs) everyone knew when she was self-pleasuring it was so loud but it was so beautiful because it gave me permission to be that little bit louder and so anyone who I live with it's just that sort of just know that it's going to be loud if I'm (laughs) self-pleasuring there's so much more pleasure when accessible when you actually vocalize as well when you're moaning louder because there's this vagus nerve that attaches from the you know the back of the throat to the cervix so that can make you even more turned on when you're louder Yes, yes. And this is, I want to say this for men and women who love watching women in pleasure and orgasm, but I, it's, it can be very traumatic for a partner to tell their woman to be quiet if she starts going into that space and vocalizing, it could cause a lot of women to just like shut down and cut off. And make it more difficult for them to fully un- become uninhibited in the future. Unless it's, this, unless it's one of those things where you're like at your parents' house and it's, and it's super turned on to be super quiet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's another well, thing. Well, that's it. Like I always share housed um, from a young age and there was just this kind of rule like just don't be too loud mm-hmm. because that's you don't want other people hearing you have sex. And I actually never heard anyone have sex like it was just this hush hush hmm. um, wow. but now no 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 <laughs> <laughs> just let it go <laughs> if let the neighbor's go. here it's okay <laughs> yeah, it'll inspire them you know. <laughs> permission we're giving permission <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's your permission slip to be just as loud as you need to <laughs> exactly because it'll turn them on and then hopefully they'll go have sex i think i firmly believe that my pleasure benefits all <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, amazing. I wonder, is there anything else that you'd be able to, you know, some little nuggets of pleasure that you can give our listeners of, of how they can incorporate this on a daily basis? Mm, well, I guess knowing you don't have to have to do it for like hours at a time. Like for me, some, if I don't stop pleasure um, during the day uh, or I don't, you know, create that time for that, I will every single day, get when I get out of the shower, I will massage my breasts. I'll spend at least one or two minutes on one breast and then one or two minutes on the other breast. And mm-hmm. if I haven't done anything else all day, I've done that. And that is simply, you know, connecting not only to my breast tissue and it's really healthy for a woman to – um, know, feel her breasts, know her breasts. And, and, you know, when you're massaging them, you're creating a lot more blood flow, um, to your lymphatic system and, you know, really, I guess, observing if there's, you don't want, you want to know if there's any lumps or anything. So it's good to, um, to really be in touch with your breasts, Mm -hmm. but on an emotional level, you're really accessing your heart as well. And, Mm -hmm. um, when you're massaging them, just, I love, I love, and then accept my breasts and connecting with your heart and some thoughts might come to mind or some intuition might come to mind when you're massaging them, but also that that helps to connect to the yoni, you know, a woman, um, 
a woman's positive pole in Tantra is her heart. So Mm -hmm. for us to open sexually or, you know, in our yoni, we need to feel connected um, and intimate here in our heart first. Mm -hmm. So that's just like the most, for me, the most basic um, entry-level thing that you can do every single day. Just start touching your breasts. Just start touching your breasts. <laughs> I think that yeah. is such a <laughs> just and use yeah. some oils. Use some oils, some coconut oil and lavender oil, or make your own little blend. Mm. And and look at yourself in the mirror when you do it. Look into your eyes. So often we don't actually look into our eyes. We we scan our body for all the parts of ourselves that we don't like, we don't approve of. But see if you can look it deep into your eyes or even looking at your breasts and really infusing gratitude and love, even if it's not perfect in what you want them to look like. I don't know any woman really who isn't or doesn't have body image issues or doesn't have some hang-up about their breasts or their body. Mm-hmm. So see if you can actually do the opposite of what your ego wants you to do or your inner critic and actually praise your, your breast, praise your body mm. and see what changes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Using the power of that positive affirmation and just speaking kindly to ourselves. I love it. Oh, thank mm. you so much, Rosie. This self-pleasure practices, yoni egg practices, breast massage, roll out your yoga mat and do some naked yoga in your bedroom. (laughs) Thank you so much for for coming on here and sharing your wisdom. Thank you, Kat, for having me. It's been a pleasure, literally. Lovers, thank you again so much for tuning in. You can find out more about Rosie Reese at... RosieReese.com. <laughs> RosieReese.com. <laughs> and if you enjoyed the show, please head to eatplaysex.com to subscribe to the show. Connect with me and grab sexy guides because our goal is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. We will even be having promotional codes for you for Rosie's yogi uh yoni eggs and her wands so you can check out the website for that code we love we want you to improve your sex life we want you to have the most pleasure that you can because sex matters we'll see you next time on eat play sex thanks for tuning in lovers don't forget to subscribe to the channel You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.